50 is a magic number if you want to transform your life with renovating. You're listening to the She Renovates podcast. You're listening to She Renovates, the podcast for women who want to renovate to create an income and a life they love. Hello, hello, everyone. The topic of today's about that 50 is a magic number if you want to transform your life with renovating. And I guess I have based that information really on my experience. And I really want to really map out, one, why we need to be thinking about this and, two, what the steps are to actually get into action. Now, I have said in the preamble to this that this is for women who have the reno gene. Now, some women, if you were to mention the word renovating, they would run a mile. The whole idea of working in those circumstances, I was going to say chaos, but don't think that's how we like to run our projects. But working with renovating is not something that they would see as being a desirable thing to do. But I know that our tribe just absolutely thrive on the whole process. There are times when it challenges our sense of perseverance, but on the whole, it is our absolute passion. So when I say you need to have the Renault gene, you will know whether you have it or not. If you think that you do have the Renault gene, what is it that makes you think that? So what is it about you? So for me, I just can't help myself. I keep telling myself all the time that I'm going to have less projects, but I can't stop myself. So now I've had an intervention and so we have a process in our family for whether we take on a new project or not and I'm not the decision maker and that's just because I'm a reno addict. And so firstly I want to talk about the whole middle age and certainly my experience of it. I guess something that I think it's important to point out that you can be renovating and actually not getting the results you want. And the reason I know that is because I've been renovating for over 30 years, but it took me to get close to 50 to realise that I needed to up my game because I was ambling, just doing what I like to do and not really focusing on the financial results that I wanted. And you might have heard me talking about having a two-speed strategy and that is the result of having a mature, more mature approach to your renovating. When you're in the sort of infancy of renovating, you're getting started, you just love the idea and that's where it's easy to get addicted to flipping. But as time goes on and your strategy matures, you start to realise that you need to be taking a longer-term view. Anyhow, that's another point. But I came to that realisation not long before I turned 50 and I think that's quite common. And I think what happens is that your kids grow up and you sort of have a little bit more bandwidth and you're starting, you're looking at life and thinking, okay, well, that was that stage, what's next? You may be over your job and I know a lot of people are 
For me, I was really, I'd been renovating for a long time and I had retired from nursing quite early, but I really wanted to up my game. So it was more around readjusting my strategy. But I think firstly, it's quite important to really anticipate what happens around that time because women particularly tend to have a pretty rough time at that middle age in their work environment. That I think I believe that they are more prone to sexism and ageism. And like while I was reading yesterday that like men are tended to be they society relates to men as they age as like a fine wine that gets better with age but with women once you start getting the wrinkles then you're seen as being past your best and the other thing that happens is that point in time you start to look at where you're at financially and that can be a bit of an epiphany moment because you've seen that there is a retirements ahead and you really need to be starting to think about how you're going to fund that and I don't know about you but I don't think that the pension's really a lifestyle that I want to aspire to and but for some women that sort of gets brought forward more dramatically if you have a relationship breakdown or you lose a partner all of a sudden you are faced with the cold realities much quicker and I think my interest in women and money came out of my own mum's experience now some of you will have heard this story but I'm going to tell it anyhow because I think it's a really beautiful story and so my parents were farmers And my father had a mental illness. And so my parents actually worked really hard. I wouldn't say we were poor, but we were, I think, what you would call the battlers. And when my mother was 45, my father died suddenly and she was widowed. And so all the farmers in the district were sort of swarming around her, thinking that she needed them to help her sort of survive. And she was faced with a decision. She could have just sold up and existed as a widow, but she had bigger plans for her kids, which is something that I think we all have these aspirations for our children. We want to do our best for them to achieve those. So I had two brothers who both wanted to be farmers. And so she made the decision. They were quite young at the time. One was 15 and one was about 10. But she made the decision to carry on the farm despite all the best advice and so that they had a future in their chosen career. And so the years that followed that were extraordinary because they then endured 10 years of drought. But my mum actually really mentored the boys and they worked their way through buying out every single one of their neighbours. So almost all the local farmers threw their hands up in despair and walked away because they just couldn't hack the punishing conditions that they were working in. And mum managed to not only survive but thrive. And so she turned their one little farm into five in partnership with my two, they were then teenage brothers, but they grew up obviously. And that, like I saw all that happening and I thought that was just normal. But as I've got older, I've realised like two things. 
that one, as a woman, you really can do anything if you've got a good enough reason. And usually the reason doesn't really involve us. It involves the people we love because that's how we're wired. And the second thing is that it doesn't matter how loving your relationship is. I know it's a cliche, but a man is not a plan. You actually have to be able to fend for yourself. And that's one of the reasons why I've been so determined to have a sense of financial capacity and independence, despite the fact that I have been in a loving relationship for nearly 40 years. And it's a message that I'm really keen to spread because the divorce rate is off the charts and there are so many women who are having to forge their own way and if you have the renovation gene, then you it is, I think, perfect blend. And I'll explain why. So I guess the thing I want to say is if you've got to, like it usually starts around your late 40s or 50s or even 60s or 70s, like we've got women in our community that are in their 70s, that the world really is your oyster. Like, Years ago, the life expectancy was quite low. And so once you got to 50, it was pretty much all over. But we're living so much longer that now, like 50 is the new 30. So Jane's just commenting on what a great role model my mum was. And she absolutely was. And many of you would know that she died earlier this year. But I have very beautiful memories and philosophies that I've gained from her and so she lives on in spirit. But, yeah, so the world really is your oyster. And so for many of us, we want, once we get to this stage, we want more out of life. We've devoted much of our life to the people we love and we still want to be able to do that. But we want to be able to travel, to learn new things, to have new experiences. And it's for that reason that a lot of women are sort of taking up the challenge and deciding to employ themselves. I was reading an article in Forbes magazine and it was talking about 50-plus women being the entrepreneurial superpower. And some of the reasons for that are that because that they have the value of life experience, so someone in their 20s has got plenty of energy but doesn't have that sort of perspective they have more clarity, they have leadership skills. Even if they've not been in a leadership role and work, you've been a leader in your family and in your community. And so generally they're just much more well, better rounded. Research shows that entrepreneurs in their 50s, and this is talking about female entrepreneurs, over twice as likely to succeed as those in their 20s. So you are much more wired for success. And the other thing is that women actually represent 64% of spending power. So we are used to managing money. We can manage money and from the managing the budget when we had little kids and didn't have much, well, that was my experience, didn't have a big budget to spend on groceries and running the house. And so that's placed us in a really good position to be able to carve out a life for themselves. And I guess the thing that I think is so good about renovating is that it's a really creative pursuit. 
So yes, you do need to renovate in a way that meets your market, but the problem solving, the strategizing, it's all really creative, quite apart from the actual renovating and the styling and so on. And so it's something that also feeds into our natural talents. We are wired to be homemakers, but homemakers with an entrepreneurial flair. And so I see renovating as having the best of both worlds. So the thing that I think is the most powerful around it is that you have the capacity to have a full-time income with part-time work. So most projects require around about six months, but the most intensive part of that is probably less than three months. So we use a strategy called Cosmetic Plus. It's around three months. So if you can work and earn a year's income in three months and then have the rest of the time to care for the people that you love, like I've lost my mum but I know a lot of our women still have parents to look after and want to travel a lot, not just travel overseas, travel to spend time with families, to welcome new babies into the world. Yeah, so it's a, that's why I see it as being a great match for where we are in life. And it's something that you can do for as long as you want to. Unless you lose mobility, there is really no reason why you can't do this well into your later years. And indeed, we do have women doing that. Because the other thing is, once you get over a certain age, people and the society on a whole seems to think that your brains have leaked out the back somewhere and you're you're no longer intelligent and able to contribute to a conversation. And so it takes away that sense of being invisible. So the next thing is to look at what the steps are in order to make that transition, because it is a significant transition. But another good thing about being at this stage is that usually you have built up some assets. So you have something to bring to the table. Like it is completely possible to start renovating with nothing, but it is quite very challenging and most people are not willing to do what it takes. So we want this to be as graceful and easy as possible. So if you have some assets to contribute to the exercise, it makes it much easier. And it's not really about reinventing the wheel. It's about doing what, getting to your result with grace and ease. And so the first step to that place is to actually build the base. And so just like if you're building a road, you're building a house, you've got to get solid foundations. And so that is firstly your strategy in how you're going to deliver the outcome you want. So one of the things that you need to do for your strategy is pick your number, figure out how much money you need. And often for women, we feel a bit uncomfortable about that. We don't like to talk about money. Well, I shouldn't say we because I'm quite comfortable with it, but many women aren't. And so you've got to start getting real about what you want out of life and how you're going to get there. And so what strategy you're going to use, if your money is in assets, you need to figure out how you can access that and get it out. You need to set up a legal structure. You need to do market research. You need to set up your financial framework. Now, as I've spoke in many sessions, it takes two financial components to 
fund a project. One is the cash component. The other one is the investment loan, unless, of course, you've got all cash, which is great. And we do have some people that have done that. But to get that set up, and if you're missing one, then what you're going to need to do is set, is find a joint venture partner and set up that structure. And so all of that takes time. So once you've built your base, then you're ready to get going on your first project, which is the next step two. And it's really to complete the project and deliver a result. Because what happens when you get that first project under your belt is it builds your confidence exponentially. And really, for most women, it's confidence that's what pulls you back. And so, yeah, building your confidence, getting a process that works and delivers the outcome and repeating it. So you really build your renovation muscle. And then the next step is really what we call scaling. And so once you've got your process down pat, you've delivered the return, you've replaced your income. So if you're working, once you've done that, that's the time then you would kiss your boss goodbye. Then the next step is scaling. And what I mean by that is adopting an approach that not that doesn't just deliver on your existing needs, like your everyday weekly income. It's something that you're building for the future. So you're building passive income for the future. And so that's a process where you can, if you still want to do short-term projects, you can, but you also want to be adding some longer-term projects to that strategy. And of course, as renovators, we do have an unfair advantage because we're able to do that to build a cash flow portfolio much quicker than someone that's only relying on capital growth. Okay, so basically what I've done is I've talked about the need for us to transition, well, for some of us, so some you might be really happy in your job and not want to do the full transition and just want to have some extra money to have nicer holidays and pay off the mortgage. Very important that you get that done before you hit retirement age. And then talking about how it's now more the norm than the exception that women in their middle age adopt an entrepreneurial pursuit in order to have a life that is more inspiring, more meaningful and not dancing to other people's tunes. And then the having engineering a way to have a full-time income on part-time work And then the three steps. So the building the base, then building your renovation process. And of course, that's where we come in because we have the system and the process for doing that. And then thirdly, once you've developed that process and you've built your muscle and you've built your confidence, then start looking at the two-speed approach so that you are fulfilling longer-term goals as well as your short-term goals. That's it from me. So I hope that makes sense to you and it is useful to you. I'm putting together a little bit of a guide for this. So if you would like it, just add yes into the comments below and I will make sure that it gets to you. If you want to meet up with a group of savvy renovating, I shouldn't say it's all women because it's not, savvy renovators I'll say, come over and join She Renovates. It's completely free Facebook group and it is growing at the rate of knots. We hit a thousand members just recently and now it seems to have picked up momentum. And so they are all savvy renovating women and men 
that are working their little hearts out to live a better life through renovating. Join if you're not already a member and then ask, comment and do whatever you would like to do in order to further your renovation journey. And that's it for me today. So I'll see you next week. This is the She Renovates podcast. To discover how to harness the power of renovating, check out theschoolofrenovating.com. 